0: Alright, my friends, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Kevin Torres, and I'm all about helping new or soon-to-be dads get into amazing shape without sacrificing family time, because I know all too well what it's like to be in the throes of early fatherhood, to have all those demands pulling for your attention, and the things that you love to do, the things that you need to do, Tend to fall by the wayside. And then suddenly you wake up one, two years later, 10, 20 pounds heavier, wondering how the hell did I get here? How the hell do I get out? Which is why I made it my mission to teach new dads and soon to be dads that you don't need an hour or two at the gym every day. You don't need to overhaul your entire lifestyle. You just need to make a few simple tweaks. And it is totally possible to be a fit and healthy dad with a career, right? It, all of that is totally possible. So, on today's show, I'm joined by Michael Ashford of Fit Dad Fitness, and he's a certified personal trainer. He's also the author of The Involved Man. Super awesome dude! You can find them at Fit Dad Fitness on Instagram or fitdadfitness.com. And today we're going to be talking about getting your summer body ready now, okay? Because we're entering April, and you know summer's still like a month or two away, but it starts now, okay? But before we jump into all of that. One thing that I wanted to remind you of, if you haven't already downloaded my free top 10 go-to workouts of 2020 to 2021... I put together a totally free guide of my top 10 go-to workouts, and these aren't my top 10 go-to workouts based on my opinion. These are my top 10 go-to workouts based on your opinion. These are my top 10 workouts that have hundreds of shares, likes, saves, right? These are the ones that, you know, you have all voted for without, you know, technically voting by saving it, by sharing it, by liking it and these are my top 10 go-to workouts from March 2020 to March 2021. So rather than looking on your phone, through your archives, or through your saved posts to find that workout that you know I, you saved a couple of weeks ago or months ago, and you're like, oh, what's that workout I did? I put together a handy-dandy PDF with clickable links that you could access totally free. Now you could just keep them all in one spot on your phone, and boom, you got 10 workouts right there, my top 10 go-to workouts, and there are clickable links that'll take you directly to the Instagram link as well, and some descriptions there, and modifications as well, and substitutions if you need those as well, all right? So get that at uh, ForgingEliteFathers.net, all right? ForgingEliteFathers.net to get yours. It's, again, totally free. If somehow you forget the, the, the URL, just send me a DM on Instagram or an email, kevin at net, and I will get that over to you as right away. Also, if you... Haven't already tried 10,000 gear. I've teamed up with 10,000 to hook you up with a 15% discount. Go to 10,000.cc to get a 15% discount on your first order. 10,000 shorts are seriously the only shorts that I wear. Now they're almost like the only tops that I wear because they've expanded into tops as well. You could scroll back from the beginning of time on my time on Instagram and you'll see that I've been wearing 10,000 since the beginning. Super honored to have them partnered with us and I just love their stuff. 10,000.cc and you could use code Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S to save 15%. All right, so let's jump into today's episode. So as I said, today I'm joined by Michael Ashford of Fit Dad Fitness, and you can find them at fitdadfitness.com or at fitdadfitness on Instagram. Totally shredded dude, totally awesome dude. He's a certified personal trainer and author of The Involved. Man, just such a nice dude, such a cool guy. And I asked him onto the show today because I was thinking, how do you get summer shredded? How do you get summer body ready? You know, we recorded this in March. It was still like, you know, on the tail end of winter going into spring. And it was like, you know, let me just bring on Michael because again, Michael's just a shredded dude. He's been working at it for a long time, uh, super lean. And he, you know, he has a, a basement garage, a basement gym and all that stuff. So it's like, what, who better than to bring on Michael to talk about how to get summer shredded? Because this guy's summer shredded all year long. So... We're going to go over our five top tips to get summer shredded and also pitfalls to avoid, right? Like the crash diets and things along those lines and how to recognize when those things are about to come. So I'm rambling now. I won't spoil the rest of the show for you. So without further ado, here's my chat with Mike Ashford of Fit Dad Fitness. All right, Mike, thanks so much for being on the show, man. How's everything going?
1: Awesome to be here, Kevin. Man, things are going well. We were just talking before we got on. Weather's nice, kids are good. Uh, summer's around the corner, so <laughs> uh, I'm I'm doing well, man. How about yourself?
0: Oh man, I'm freaking. You know, yeah, like you said, summer's around the corner. Today in New York City is like the first nice day we've had in like the last six months. The sun is out. It's like in the 50s. I went out with a sweatshirt today, so things are feeling pretty good. And you know, with the the vaccines are going out and now the yeah. cd says you can hang out without masks with some people with certain people and so it feels like we're really turning the corner and things are about to get better here shortly so close,
1: so close. I've, I've been reading a lot of really happy positive articles saying like this summer is actually going to feel they predict really normal whatever it is I've, I've been using like course correction rather than new normal lately right, right. i heard that from a, a psychologist and and really liked how that rolled off the tongue but man I am ready for. Uh, I'm ready for summer. I'm ready for whatever that return to normalcy looks like. And there's a lot of positive things going on right now, so I'm I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what do you miss the most? Like, what's the um, one thing you can't wait to get back into doing?
1: Gosh, uh, that that COVID is restricting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like concerts, dining out, you know, dining, whatever.
1: I, I think it's going out. Uh, I think it's taking my wife out on a date to a nice restaurant and not being concerned about, okay, is this the right night to go? Uh, Is this restaurant like up to code? Are they, are they doing things the right way? Like, I just want to, I just want to go to downtown Denver to one of my favorite restaurants and enjoy it and not like care about anything else, but sitting across the table from my wife, enjoying some great food (laughs) and and great conversation. I miss that for sure.
0: For me, I think it's like the restaurants too. I definitely want to like go back to a restaurant, haven't been in, you know, over a year. And and really just like the playgrounds, like in New York City, the playgrounds, they're just teeming with children. So it's never like, you never, it's never like an empty playground. Like when we were upstate for a couple of months, like six months or so, there was a, the, the school playground was always empty, right? So we can go early in the morning and the kids can go on the playground and there was no fear, you know, of any, you know, contamination or anything like that. But here in New York city, it's just impossible. So like, I just like, you know, for my kids sake, I just want them to be able to go to the playground and just like hang out and play. Um, and then I think concerts, I really miss concerts a lot.
1: (laughs) A little visitor there. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do miss sporting events. Like I, my dad and I, um, you know, we have season tickets to Kansas state football and I didn't get them this oh, year. Nice. I back for a single game. And, you know, I, I not only missed going to the game, but I missed that time with my dad, right? Like yeah. that was, that was a chance to hang out with my dad for a couple hours and cheer on our favorite, our, 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 our alma mater and in, in football and didn't get that this year. So oh, I'm nice. ready to take my son to basketball games again, my daughter to, you know, volleyball games or, or whatever, but, um, uh, things are, things are getting a, they're getting there I'm, I'm coaching my kids basketball right now my son's nice. basketball team so yeah man that's uh awesome, man. not a big concert guy you're a concert guy
0: yeah. yeah yeah super into punk i mean you know pop punk and you know oh, all that stuff growing up since middle school and did that yeah <laughs> yeah all the bands are still playing it's it's, it's great great times yeah um that's awesome you've been coaching a little about ba- uh basketball yeah, man. You ever seen that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they're coaching the basketball team?
1: <laughs> I haven't seen that specific episode, but I can imagine how wrong that episode yeah. is. Dude,
0: you got to watch it. It's yeah. so awesome. Oh, man. I won't, I won't spoil it for you, but it's like the first, I want to say it's like in the first, second or third season. Um, it's okay. an early, early episode. But speaking of early episodes, you were on the, I want to say, second ep- episode of the Dad by Rod podcast. You actually were actually the first person I ever interviewed for the Dad by Rod podcast. You've since been on a few times, but that first episode way back was how asking for feedback will make you a better father and husband. And you're also the author of The Involved Man, right? A book that people can get on Amazon, I believe, and your website, uh, fitthatfitness.com. And so you know. I wanted to have you back on the show. One, because I, I always just love our conversations, but two, because as I said, like the weather's getting a little nicer, it's starting to feel a little like spring and summer again. And you had me on your show to talk about like around the holidays, like how to sort of like prepare for the holidays, right? What to do to, to make sure you don't like gain 20 pounds over the holidays. And what I'd love to talk to you about is like, how do we get into summer shape now, how do we start getting into summer shape? Now, it's March, right? Like we're we're not even in April yet. Um, so, what, what, what do we what do we need to start doing to get into shape? I'll, I'll let you just jump in first, and um, I think my internet was being a little weird, but I think we're back. Um, yeah. So, like, what are, like your initial yeah, thoughts? We- like, <laughs> it's March, the summer's coming around. It's going to be you know summer around June. Like, what would be like your number one sort of like big takeaway tip for, for somebody who wants to get in shape.
1: We have to talk about this. Like we didn't have to about the yo-yo cycle of, Oh, get in summer shape and then build my winter bod. And then, and then like yo-yo back and forth between this. And the reason I say that is because I would love for people to, I would love for the dads. I would love for the guys listening to, not feel that pressure to become something that they're not living out like throughout the, the entirety of the year. Cause you and I both know like the commitments, the the sustainability, the the consistency of becoming who you are is like, what's going to yield the best consistent, sustainable results over the long haul. Right. And I just, I, I wish we didn't have to have this conversation like, Oh, it's March and I got it ready for summer. Right. Now I know that's not, like feasible, right? Like that's a huge, <laughs> everybody in the fitness space is trying to solve that or perhaps they're not because they make a lot of money off of it. Right. But, uh, <laughs> where, where I go, if that is something that you are looking forward to and, and and struggling with is, is this is the time. Like you've got to build up a sustainable ramp up plan to where you're not getting to June and you're family day at the beach is two weeks away and you're doing really unhealthy, unsustainable stuff to get you to a place where you feel like you can take your shirt off for a few days at the beach. Like It's giving yourself as much time to make sustainable, consistent, small, but building block changes. It's a good time to start. It's a good time to start because you're giving yourself enough time, I would say.
0: Well, when you said like unhealthy or unsustainable sort of like things that people do like two weeks before they have to take off their shirt, um, what what are some of those things that you've seen in in like your, you know, like coaching of of clients and stuff? Like what are are some of the things that you've seen that are like unhealthy and unsustainable that maybe people aren't even aware that aren't aren't like the best choices?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I think everybody's aware of them. They just mindlessly do them because that's what they're told to do, which is uh, starve yourself and kill yourself doing cardio, like get on that treadmill and run for two hours and go and eat 800 calories for the day. Like those are the two. I mean, you got weight to lose. You got pounds to shed. How are you going to do that in two weeks? Well, uh, I can't lower my calories by a hundred calories a week and get there. So I'm just going to do these really extreme things. I mean, juice cleanses, detoxes. I mean, all the, the fad fad air quote stuff that's out there i mean we all see it we all know it um it's out there i I don't think there's anything that anybody's not aware of it's just it's a trap that we fall so many of us fall into right what what would you say
0: i mean yeah a lot of the same things like the things that i hear the most is like i've tried keto i've tried intermittent fasting i've gotten relative success with both right Um, but then I gain all the weight back, right? So like, you know, and again, the thing thing that keto and intermittent fasting like have in common is they're both like deprivation diets, right? Like you have to deprive yourself of carbs in order to be in ketosis, or you have to fast literally for 16 hours a day on a daily basis. And at some point, something is going to break, right? Like your will or your desire to keep it up. And then the second you do all, you know, and you, you know, you, all that stuff comes rushing back and, and people gain, you know, all the weight back in that way. And that's like the thing that I, I see the most. And then the other thing I see the most is like people just don't know, like what workouts to do, you know, like they think it's going to take an hour at the gym or so, and they don't realize like that they can get like super efficient workouts, like at home and maybe they do know, but they just don't know like what to do, right? So they're like, what do I do? Do I run? Do I use weights? Um, you know, because you just mentioned people do cardio for like a couple of hours a day to sort of like like lose that. And so like, what's your case for why people should lift weights? Because I know like you're a big weight guy, weightlifting guy, you know, you have weights downstairs in your basement um, and anybody who wants to see what I'm talking about just got to fit that fitness on Instagram and you can see... This guy's physique—it's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's my screensaver. Uh, Yeah, I hope not.
1: (laughs) I was gonna say, like, if if they don't believe that they can get in a quick workout, like they're clearly not following you because you post you post incredible content, man. To to exactly that point, you can use weights. Uh, do it, do something efficiently. That's going to get you exactly the results that, that I think most guys are looking for. Uh, what was the question? You, you distracted me by saying. The
0: weights, what's your case for weights? Oh,
1: the the case for weights. Um, it is a, it, it, it has the most carryover into everyday life. Um, and B it's the most sustainable thing you can do. You just talked about sustainability in, in your diet. Absolutely. Uh, but when we talk about sustainability in exercise and, and actually what your end goal is, your end goal is for most guys is to be toned, uh, to lose the gut, to, you know, I know a lot of guys put a lot of focus on the six pack, but some would even just like to be able to, to not have the the full keg down there. Right. sure. <laughs> um, Yeah. You want to look good in a t-shirt. You want your arms to kind of fill out your sleeves. You want to have broader shoulders and a narrower waist, like all those things that takes to do that, to get that body shape in a, in a, in a way that is sustainable, that you can carry that through, you know, middle to advanced age. It takes weight training. Um, we all see the, and this is an extreme example. We all see the the shape and figure of like an extreme endurance athlete right. that looks very different than a guy who weight trains three to four times a week, mixes in maybe a little bit of cardio mixes in some circuit training, some, uh, of course doing the heavy compound lifts to, to be strong physically and capable of, of doing the hard tasks of, of everyday life. Look, man, like the more muscle you have on your body, the more metabolism, the more your metabolism increases, right. the more your body is doing the hard work for you. Going and running on a treadmill for an hour, for two hours is hard work. Nobody has the time to do that. Um, and and it sucks. It's tedious. It's boring. I know some people love to do it. That That's fine. If that's the way that they want to do it. They can, they just have to understand what they're they're working towards, which is not as, as filled out and toned of a body. You're going to look more like a marathoner and a, and a distance runner. Um, by building muscle, you're burning more calories. Your body's doing the work for you by burning more calories throughout the day, because that muscle that you're building needs calories to fuel itself, to move your body around in space. The more calories your body's using, that means the more you can consume or the more that if you're in a caloric deficit, the more you don't have to drop into that caloric deficit as extreme as, you know, I mentioned 800 calories a day <laughs> earlier, which is yeah. insane. It just, uh, it it turns your body into an engine uh, running an idle that, like I said, does a lot of the work for you, man.
0: Indeed. And I, I love that you bring up the, uh, like the marathoner versus sort of like the you know, like a strength athlete, right? Like, you know, if you've ne- people have never seen like a comparison picture of like a marathoner next to like a sprinter, right? Just look at those two body types. Like a marathoner is like frail, skinny. They 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 look sickly, right? Um, running a, you know four and a half minute miles for twenty six miles, right? Um, compared to like a body of a sprinter whose quads are freaking jacked, shoulders are jacked, right? Body is super muscular. You just look like, you know, crazy athletes. And then the other thing you mentioned about, like, when you have more muscle on your body, you're sort of like, your body's like a, almost like a freight train, just like constantly burning through calories. Um, because like, you know, your metabolism is higher to sustain and maintain like your muscles on the flip side of that is when people think that they're, you know, being healthy by skipping meals and cutting calories, what they're inadvertently doing is they're catabolizing their muscle, right? So yes, they are losing weight, but they're probably losing a lot of muscle mass because as Mike just said, muscles require so many calories just to maintain that your body starts offloading those first, right? It's like a sinking ship. You're like a sinking ship. What don't we need? Get rid of the suitcase, get rid of the extra cargo, get rid of this thing and that thing, and we can stay afloat. Or a plane, right? Get, you know, like, let's lighten it as, as as possible and just have the bare essentials. And it's the same thing with your body. If you start cutting calories low enough, your body starts catabolizing your muscle and your metabolism slows down. And then when you can't maintain those low calories anymore and you start eating again, and now you've eaten way too many calories, but you don't have the metabolism to keep up with that because you've slowed down your metabolism. Then you gain all that weight back and then you go through the whole yo-yo cycle again, thinking, okay, I gained all this weight back. I know what I need to do. I need to cut my calories, start running again, et cetera, et cetera. And then you go through the whole cycle again. So and
1: every time, man, it gets worse. And, And you know, we're talking about the summer. Look at look at what happens in the summer. You, you know, let's say you're a month out from that beach vacation or your pool party or what have you. You're you're dropping down to maybe a thousand calories a day, twelve hundred, which is really low for the average guy. Yeah. Um, and you do that for a month. You slow down your metabolism, and then you go to that pool party or you go on that beach vacation. What are you doing the entire time? You're enjoying yourself. You're eating. You're 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 consuming. You know, thirty five hundred to forty five hundred, maybe five thousand calories a day, and. Your body's like, uh, okay. Well, our metabolism is slow enough, and we don't know when the next meal is because we're in that mindset. So we're just gonna hold on to all of that. And I guarantee, like when you were bringing up um, the comparison, go check out Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall, he's been on my podcast. He's a former Olympic marathon or distance runner, I should say. Um, holds the the record, the American record in the half marathon. It used to be like back when I was a distance runner. One of the guys that I looked up to, like that's who I want to be. That's who I want to run like. Go check him out. He has since retired from distance running and 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 uh, being a marathoner and a, and a long distance runner. And he is a weight trainer. And I guarantee you, the vast majority of the guys listening to this, if you go and look at his comparisons, you're gonna look. You're gonna say, I want to look more like the guy who strength trains, who lifts, who works out than the guy who was the, the endurance runner. And listen, the guy who was the endurance runner was eating thousands of calories a day, but also burning thousands of calories a day, uh, because of his training. And that's just not something sustainable. I mean, he talks about it. He's, he was injured a lot. Um, he had low, he dealt with low energy and dude, The dude's jacked now, like crazy strong, but it's just that transformation of the comparison. I think guys should go take a look at that. Not that, not that you want to be that, not that you want to compare yourself to Ryan, but just look at how your body shows up in, in those two different modalities of training.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's like better than looking at like a marathoner and a sprinter because you're literally looking at the same person who's done it both. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's cool. Yeah. I just looked it up and he is. Like the pictures are crazy. Like he's shredded now. And like the comparisons are, are insane. And I'm like, yeah, marathoners, you know, God bless them, but they just look like not healthy, man.
1: It and just, again, I mean, like if that's your thing and that's how you exercise and you get enjoyment out of that, man, I would never tell you to stop. Just yeah. understand like packing on muscles, not going to be the thing that's <laughs> going to happen. for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I love running, but not 26.2 miles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, the thing though, and I think you and I can sit here and, you know, and I'm, you know, you have like, what, 300 episodes of your podcast, you know, we, you and I can talk probably another 300 episodes of different diets, of different workouts, of, you know, uh, bodybuilding splits, you know, the optimal meal plans, you know, carb loading, carb timing, right? fasting not fasting you know periodization freaking you know progressive overload there are a thousand different things that we can talk about yet and and anybody can look this stuff up yet i i would almost make an argument that like the workouts are the easy part and then you know you and i have spoken about this like workouts are the easy part it's the diet that's the really hard part right But I'm also going to go out on a limb here and say the workouts are the easy part and the diet is also the easy part. And I say this as somebody who currently still struggles with diet. Like I still struggle with nutrition, right? And I want to say that that's the easy part too, because like we know what we need to do. Like it's all out there. Like I need to eat healthy. I need to eat more greens. I need to drink more water. I need to eat, you know, four square meals a day, right? I need to not deprive myself of calories yet people still do what they know isn't right for themselves, right? For, or for their goals. Like if their goals are to be 165 and shredded, and yet they're still packing down a roll of Oreos every single night or finishing their kid's goldfish and their kid's mac and cheese and then, you know, eating all the peanut butter and drinking beer every single night because they just can't stop. Like what? What? what's the sort of like blockage that's getting them there, because like, look, the workouts the easy part. Go do pushups and squats right now, everybody. Go do pushups and squats. Go eat a healthy salad, right? Go do that and do that every single day. Yet, what gives? Why are people getting stuck with the Oreos, with the with the beer, with the goldfish? Like, why is that? What's the blockage?
1: Man, it's a it's a it's the binge and restrict mentality of uh, that is constantly perpetuated in the fitness space. I mean, what is? If you think back over the last, you know, two decades, what's been the most prominent example that we have seen of weight loss? The biggest loser. Biggest loser. And what is the, what message is that perpetuating out there? Restrict your calories. Don't eat anything that gives you any sort of enjoyment. It's purely for weight loss and how you look and go kill yourself multiple times a day in the gym with workouts that, A, you shouldn't actually be doing because you're not physically capable of doing them. But be like, this is the message that we're giving you that this is the only way to lose an extreme amount of weight. And and that's an extreme example of what people, how I I think people approach this time of the year. I gotta get ready for summer. I gotta do my own biggest loser style of transformation. And you're you're restricting, you're restricting, you're restricting, you're not giving yourself any leeway, any any sort of um ability to make your own decisions with what you actually want versus what your body needs. And you have that moment where you break it and it's binge and it's binge and it's binge. And I mean, there's a reason why 90, I think the stat, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, email me if I'm wrong, but I think 90 plus percent of the biggest loser contestants, all of them gain the weight back and more after that, because they've gone for so long restricting themselves uh, and depriving themselves, which is not healthy. We would never, we would never look at depriving yourself of of enjoyment and say that that is a healthy healthy thing in the long term. Yes, in in very specific instances, but it's it's God, yeah. I, I'm repeating at the risk of repeating myself. It's it's binge and restrict, and oh, we have really that. unhealthy we have really unhealthy examples of that, right?
0: And you just mentioned a statistic about like ninety percent of people who who lose all that weight on the biggest loser end up gaining it back and I'm willing to bet that that statistic not doesn't just apply to biggest loser people it's like regular everyday people who lose like their you know like that that, that expression like oh i've lost 100 pounds i've lost yeah. the same 10 pounds and gained it back over 10 times right it's <laughs> like you know like like people are constantly like losing and gaining like the same 10 pounds so like i'm i want to go out on a limb here and say you know, it's the same reason why, you know, lottery winners go broke, right? That I don't know what the statistic is. I'm trying to look it up right now if there's any, you know, uh, statistics here. But like uh, a, a huge percentage of people who end up winning the lottery go broke shortly thereafter. And so I'm wondering, is there a link or a connection there? Is there something in like somebody's mindset or somebody's identity or like who you have to become in order to actually be the person that you wanna become, right? So it's like, it's not enough to be like, hey, I need to lose some weight or I wanna get some six pack abs or I wanna look fit, I wanna have the confidence to take off my shirt and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, you know what to do. Go do some crunches, go get some PNDX, get some weights, right? Eat clean and, you're get, and you'll are you get that. But who is, like, what kind of mindset does Tony Horton have, the guy, the creator of PNDX? Like what does he eat every single day? What does he think about when he walks by Reese's peanut butter cups and M&Ms? What does he see when he walks by a, a bowl of Goldfish, or a, a Sunday ice cream? Right, ice cream Sundays. Like what are what are the what are his thoughts every morning when he wakes up before he goes to bed? What does he spend his time thinking about? And then who do I need to become in order to be? a lean 165, you know, with, you know, eight, 10% body fat or 8% body fat or something like that on a regular basis, right? Like almost like a lottery winner. Like, yes, there are many millionaires out there who aren't going to go broke, right? There are smart guys out there, millionaires, men and women who aren't going to go broke. And then there are a bunch of people every single year who win the lottery and then go broke. So what, what, any hypothesis there? What do you think?
1: Well, I looked it up. It's uh, the Washington Post said seventy percent of people who have a large sum of money windfall go broke after oh, a year. 70 70%. percent.
0: It's terrible.
1: Yeah. Um, it is. Uh, if, we're, if we're if we're keeping on the theme of finances, right? <laughs> if we're if we're comparing winning the lottery, um, I would then compare it to making deposits, making investments every single day that you know you're not going to realize until far into the future, that you know your financial gains, your financial windfalls are not going to pay off for you until until retirement age, until you're 60, 65, 70 years old. And you can then reap the benefits of all the hard work and saving and sacrifice that you put in for decades to then Reap the benefits uh, and actually get to use it and spend it and and enjoy it later in life. It's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I am every morning when I wake up. I am making a decision that I know in that specific day. Look, I'm I'm not going to get exponentially stronger. I'm not going to be able to run exponentially faster. Um, I, I'm not going to make a drastic change to my physical health and condition and 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 even quality of life other than like the mental health shot that I get right, right. right from the get-go of, of exercising and that endorphin rush. But I know that that day, that workout, that exercise, when I went out and ran this morning, I know that that is the baseline of what my workouts will look like in a month after I've done that consistently or two years after I've done that consistently or I'm I'm now almost nine years into living this healthy lifestyle, the cliche, whatever you want to use the workouts that I did back in 2012 are now are continuing to pay off for me. Now they serve as the foundation. They serve as the initial investments that I made that began to compound over time. It is the exact same thing. It is the exact same mindset that you have to use with fitness and investing and understand you're sacrificing now you're getting rid of this <laughs> rid of this money now with the hopes that you're going to be able to enjoy it on a on a european vacation with your wife when you're 65 like yeah. that's the mindset that has to happen it is not the i'm going to get shredded by summer i'm going to win the the body lottery by summer and blow it all in summer and repeat this process in march of 2022 or whenever we're listening to this.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that that's that's a really good analogy of like, you know, the same thing with finances, like the get the get rich quick schemes versus like compounding interest. You know, 8% returns, you know, typically like my, my, my savings or, you know, if retirement is like yielding 22% returns right now for, for a year, it's, it's ridiculous, yeah. but that's not the point. Um, but you know, like <laughs> it's that, you know, 8% returns over 30 years is going to make you a millionaire as long as you're putting in money consistently. Right. Like that's just crazy. And yeah, you,
1: you, you said that right there, man. And you don't get any of that benefit right now. You get the knowledge that, Hey, like I'm getting this kind of return right now, but you can't touch it. Like <laughs>
0: yeah. it's
1: not yeah. giving you any benefit and value right here and now. And that's, man, that right there is what people struggle with. If I'm not getting benefit right now, if it is not making me more comfortable right now, it's not worth it. And that's mentality we've got to squash.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And that feels really good. And the one thing that I keep going back to is like the mindset, <laughs> I think there's something else. I think there's like something that people need to tap into almost like preemptively right like embodying and again i don't know i don't know the secret right so like i apologize that you're not getting the secret here on this episode but like you know like embodying like what who do you have to become in order to actually become the person you want to be right or, or the or to achieve the body that you want like what are the habits what are the 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 mentalities like the what what does a healthy and fit person do when they walk by a buffet right i know what i do when i walk by a buffet there's ice cream and potato chips and then and and freaking shrimp and a piece of steak it's it's a it's like a you know dead man walking's last meal on my on my you know on my plate at a buffet right but i'm willing to bet like somebody who's like super you know health conscious somebody who's you know ahead of their you know like going to the olympics in in like a month Like if they were to, you know, the same exact buffet, it'd be way more calculated, it'd be way more reserved, it'd be way more intentional, they'd stop when they're full, right? So like, you know, like who do you need to become? What kind of habits do you need to develop? What kind of thoughts do you need to have around food, around fitness, around you know, how you treat your body in order to actually start achieving those things. And I think that's the hardest part. So like at the top here, I said, like, I almost think like the easy part is working out. I think the easy part is the nutrition, right? Because you can go find a a meal plan right now online. You can go find a good workout right now online. It's the habits, the mindset, like you're not like, in like you said, like you're doing the get rich quick uh, stuff, right? For summer. And then you're blowing it all in the summer. And then you're starting that whole process all over again because you haven't embodied that mindset, right? Like Rich uh Jeff Bezos isn't gonna go broke this year. Yeah. Because he knows how to be a millionaire and a billionaire and he knows how to keep doing it, right? He has all the habits, the mindset, whatever it is, like he's never gonna go broke. And if he does miraculously go broke somehow, he's gonna get it all back because he knows exactly how to do it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and that that example that you just brought up of of the the Olympic athlete training for the Olympics coming up when they walk by a buffet, how they approach it versus how, you know, we would approach it if we have weight loss goals, what that, that example right there, man, is how so many people think they have to approach it that I have to, if I'm going to do this, I have to look like the Olympic marathon or the guy with the, (laughs) the insane goals which is great. Like if you're on that path and you are that caliber of an athlete, like we're probably not even having this discussion, not even listening to that. But so many of us average Joes think that getting into that mindset looks like I've got to train like the bodybuilding competition, dude, the Olympic athlete, dude, um, the, the, the Instagram 20 year old bro who tells me no excuses. Like, We go to that level of mindset where i'm advocating and i think you probably would too is that it's it's somewhere in the middle <laughs> it is in the middle between that level of intensity and the person who walks up to the buffet and doesn't give it a thought at all and just mindlessly begins to pull from the buffet right because the healthy approach to that buffet is i'm going to eat what i know is best for me overall but if i want a couple oreo cookies I'm going to eat a couple oreo cookies yeah because i know that those two oreo cookies or those three oreo cookies are not going to ruin everything else that i've put in outside of that world of that buffet like your entire world in that moment is not the sum of what you do when you choose your food on that buffet it is how how many days in a row have you worked out and exercised and gotten in, in 10,000 steps? Um, how many days, how many nights did you cook dinner for yourself at home using real food, real ingredients? That's the mentality that I think we need to, to help push and guide guys towards is right real, healthy, sustainable food and, and habits does not look like the extremes. It does not look like the Olympic athlete or the one who cares, pays it no mind. It's being able to give yourself the give and take and enjoy food for what it is and also understand for how it sustains you and the totality of all the, the work that you put in the rest of the time. It's It's really simple and really hard. Yeah. i know it
0: <laughs> yeah man <laughs> it's really hard i know a lot of guys listening you know they have kids they have their jobs you know and it's like difficult to like just even make a, a sandwich for lunch you know it's like to take with them like they have to eat out on the go all the time they're eating over the sink right the kids leftovers over the sink as they're scraping off the plates like i hear it i get it i hear it all um but yeah like we're not olympic athletes
1: then you then you've got you've got the people that are coming at you and talking in, in your ear like Don't have a sandwich every day because it's got bread and it's got processed carbs and like, like, and the deli meats processed. And I understand that, and I've I've talked about that too. Like as much as you can get away from processed foods, but I'll tell you what's a sandwich is better than, uh, you know, a grilled chicken breast uh, sandwich loaded down with you know all sorts of yum yum sauce or whatever you want, Chick Fil A (laughs) sauce or you know. And I enjoy those things too. Like, but it is the totality of it. It's not that one sandwich. Um, or that one meal is going to make or break your results. It's consistently doing the right things over time, not perfectly over time.
0: So to wrap this up here, let's. So it's it's March, and I think when people are listening to this, it'll still be March um, or April, depending on when people listen to this. Yeah. Given that we're about like a month or two away, right, from like getting to the beaches, getting to the lakes, getting to pools, what? What's like one piece of advice you would give somebody now? Like what, what can somebody do from now for the next eight weeks to really start just like, like you said, like putting in those deposits, start building those sustainable, healthy habits, and, you know, and hopefully be oh, a couple pounds lighter by the time summer rolls around?
1: Honestly, it's going to be a lot of the content you put out every day, man, like find some weights and and do simple weight training circuits that that get your body, uh, that get your heart rate up, but you're using resistance to also build that muscle. Like that right now uh, is going to be the most sustainable thing for you. And And the content that you put out is gold, man. Like for those busy guys, like you talked about who are eating <laughs> dinner over a sink or eating breakfast over the sink because they got to rush out the door to take their kids to school like that that right there and i know like it's easier to get your hands on dumbbells and kettlebells now than it was at the beginning of of uh the whole covid shutdown stuff yeah. when people were going nuts but find find implements find tools to resistance train maybe consider circuit training uh style workouts or, or blending you know supersets with a little bit of cardio uh to get your heart rate up and to resistance train to build that muscle And and throw out the mentality that you've got to uh, you've got to make all of your changes right here and now. Like who's to say that you can't put in that work for the next couple of months and then keep it going? Like (laughs) let's not get to the end of summer and be like, okay, I got a few months off, so uh, I'm gonna just uh, I'll, I'll revisit this next year at the same time. Like. Think about how you can sustain this for the long-term while also knowing that you're going to get some results over the next two months if you do it in a smart way and eat real food, man. Like, like i always come back to it. Eat real food, eat food that you know is as close to its natural form as possible and be, be kind to yourself. Find a way to be kind to yourself.
0: Dude. Yeah. That- eat real food is huge i would say like eat more meals at home i echo a lot a lot of what you said about working out and resistance training but just like eat more food at home right like you know there's it's whatever you're eating at home is going to be better than whatever you're eating out as long as it's not takeout right as long as you're not just eating takeout at home but like you know eat more at home (laughs) yeah um and then the the last thing i'll say to that too is like you know, maybe this summer, you know, it's good. You know, you want to lose a couple of pounds to this summer, but maybe, maybe this, maybe your goal isn't this summer. Maybe your goal's next summer, right? And that starts now too. Right. Maybe you have 40, 50 pounds you need to lose or want to lose. And it's like, look, don't go into this summer thinking you're gonna have abs and set yourself up for disappointment. But hey, next summer, like if you start now, by next summer, who knows where you could be? You could be freaking awesome looking super proud of the way you look when you take off your shirt at the lake on the boat or at the beach or by the pool, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Love I agree that. with that, man. And, and guess what? Like if you're aiming for next summer and by the, by the start of this summer, you're 10 pounds down, you're going to be happy. Hell I guarantee yeah. you, you're going to be happy about that. And when you're 40 pounds down by next summer, even better.
0: <laughs> Love it, man. Um, so Mike, where can people find you if they wanna check out your if they if they want your physique as their screensaver also? <laughs> uh,
1: uh go to fitdefitness.com and right click on any image and save it to your computer. Or save well, <laughs> fitdefitness.com man. Um uh, and, and yeah, you mentioned the podcast just uh just hit episode three fifty last week. Oh, nice. So congrats, man. Coming up on four years of that show. So
0: it's crazy, dude. Uh,
1: it's 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 got a mind of its own right now.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, and you also are on Instagram, Fit That Fitness, as well, right? On right. Yep. yep. And did I hear right that you are also starting a another side uh, podcast?
1: I have. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm uh, 32 episodes as of recording this into another podcast called The Follow Up Question, where I go awesome. back to my go back to my journalism days, my days as a reporter. And uh, my, my whole goal with it is to help us find common ground, uh, which I think is sorely lacking right now, uh, especially with differing opinions and different thoughts and, and stances. Uh, help us find common ground through the power of asking questions. So go! I'd, I'd love it if folks went and checked that out, but it is in no way, shape, or form fitness related.
0: <laughs> the follow-up question on iTunes, anywhere where people get their podcasts?
1: All the places. Yep.
0: Awesome, dude. Dude, thank you so much again for hopping on. Really appreciate it. Uh, Michael Ashford of Fit Dad Fitness, you're the man, dude.
1: Thanks, man. Always good to do this, and let's keep this rotation going, all right? You come on my show, I come on yours. Let's keep it rolling, brother.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Talk soon. All right, so there you have it, Mike. Thanks again to Michael Ashford of Fit Dad Fitness. Again, you can find Mike at FitDadFitness.com or on Instagram at fitdadfitness, and check out all his posts. Check out you know everything that we talked about there. Like I said, make a screens make his this picture your screen screensaver or something. Um, you know, as a goal, as a goal, not because you're you're, you're a psychopath. Um, and again, just su- su- such a super awesome dude. He's also the host of a podcast, as I mentioned. You know, Fit That Fitness. Go check it out uh, on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. All right, we're going into April. We're in April now, right? We are headed into the summer. I have something cooking up my sleeves for the summer, for this community, for us. Um, and I'm really excited to start rolling things out with you over the next couple of weeks. Um, so stay tuned for all of that. In the meantime, you guys rock. You know, uh, Leave this episode a five-star review. Your reviews help tremendously, helps other people like you find this amazing resource and community that we're all building together. And until next week keep forging elite fathers and let's keep creating a legacy of health and fitness let's go